Welcome in, everyone, to the Football Addicts Anonymous podcast. Great to have Logan Jaworski here today. First time on the show. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Excited to talk some ball. Yes, sir. It uh, And we have a lot of ball to talk about, for sure. The uh, legal yep. tampering window opened at 12 p.m. Eastern today, and we already have... Uh, a crap ton of deals in the books. Um, so let's get to it. Uh, we'll break down all the NFL news, extensions, strict free agent tenders. We have one trade to talk about, re-signings, release, couple releases, and then uh, we'll talk about all of the free agency signings so far. And we'll end it all with the mock drafts, three-round mocks, for the Eagles and the Chargers today. Come on. Computer wants to go slow. That's cool. All right. So let's start off here with the one trade we had in between the shows this weekend, the Cowboys trading wide receiver Amari Cooper to the Browns along with uh, their 2022 sixth round selection um, for a fifth and a sixth this year. I know some people will look at the compensation and be like, what, that's all you got from Mari Cooper? But it's a cap dump for the Cowboys. $20 million um, in base salary, $20 million cap hit for the next three seasons um, for him. So Baker's got a new toy. Yep. At yeah. least one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and he needed one, to be honest. I mean, I think OBJ definitely wasn't the problem in, in Cleveland, but I think he does. He did need a true number one. Now, I don't know if Amari Cooper's still that guy. Um, I think he's at least, though, he's at least like a 1.5, right? Like he's better than a number two mm-hmm. wide receiver. He's going to get you that production. Um, so, I mean, I think this is a good – I think it's definitely a good move for the Browns. Um, I think it was a necessary move probably for the Cowboys. And, man, I, I think the Cowboys are going to look a lot different next season because Cooper's gone. Um, there's talks that DeMarcus Lawrence, uh, DeMarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory might be out. So, yeah. it's definitely going to be – a a different look for the Cowboys. Yeah, and I mean, I'm wearing all my Eagle stuff, so I hate the Cowboys. But um, <laughs> Coop, I've had him in fantasy on my Dynasty League team for quite a while. Um, mm-hmm. And he is a one, number one wide receiver in my mind. I think last year he got overshadowed. He wasn't getting the, uh, the amount of targets he needed to really show the production that he can have. Um, considering what his salary is. And, I mean, they have CeeDee Lamb as their future number one anyways in Dallas, so it was time to move on. They paid Michael Gallup, as we'll talk about. And, um, yeah, I mean, Cleveland's still got to do some work at the receiver position in the draft and whatnot and maybe get some low, um, low money value signings. Mm-hmm. And free agency as yeah. well, you know. What a guy I think about is is Cole Beasley possibly for Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he hasn't been released yet, 
by the Bills. But I know they were letting him seek a trade, I think. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think that could be a good fit. I think him and Cooper would complement each other well. And I think that if you do go with one of these really good young wide receivers at 13, then you really have kind of that wide receiver core that you can use to really evaluate Baker over the next like year, right? Mm -hmm. Because he's entering his, what would this be, his fourth or fifth year? They're they're entering territory where they got to decide if they're going to pick up his fifth year option, right? Um, and yeah, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. This is fourth. Did they pick up his option already? I believe so. Right. Yeah, Either way, they got to make sure, right? He's the QB of the future. Best way to do that is surround him with as many weapons as possible, and I think they're well on their way to doing that. All right, that is the one trade. Let's get into. We don't have to spend too much time on these. But um, some restricted free agent tenders I heard about. uh, Second-round level tenders for a couple of young wide receivers. Patriots, uh, Jacoby Myers, and Saints' Deontay Harris. I think both well-deserved second-round tenders. I did hear there could be teams putting in offer sheets for Harris, though, considering he's not just a receiver. He's also a very good punt returner as well. That's very interesting, actually. I think. Yeah, I mean, second round is a lot for him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that's that's my thought is for Jacoby Myers. Maybe I would think because he has shown some really good flashes, and I get the the positional versatility with uh, Deontay Harris, but that. Saints wide receiver core wasn't very good last year, in my opinion, at least. But yeah. I mean, with as with as bad as the Packers were on special teams last year, they wanted to spend a, a second rounder on a true, true bona fide uh, special teamer. Then you know, I I couldn't even fault them for it. So, <laughs> um, the other restricted free agent tender, I didn't hear what level it was but uh the vikings tendered kicker greg joseph as well uh, i i saw that was 2.34 million uh around mm-hmm. there so i'm not exactly sure what level that is for the kicker position uh, i'm yeah. sure it's not a first or second rounder not that it would matter i don't think for a kicker yeah but yeah i don't think anyone's gonna take greg joseph out from under them <laughs> I mean, he was very solid. I think he was a top. Yeah. I don't know about top five, but I think top ten fantasy kicker um, last season. So he did. He did hurt them in some games. I don't remember if he was their kicker for the whole season or not. Because I remember some of those early games where they they hit one, but then they like missed a couple of the late game winners. I can't remember if he was mm-hmm. there for the whole season or not, though. Yeah, I don't remember if he was their kicker for. But you're right; they did have a lot of uh, down to the wire um, <laughs> games that they were just <laughs> just short on. Um, uh, All right, um, let's go on to some general 
news here before we get into extensions and re-signings. Uh, some coaching news. The Commanders, they signed offensive coordinator Scott Turner to a new multi-year extension, solidifying him as the OC for Carson Wentz. If Carson is going to be there for more than one year anyways. Uh, or if it's if he's not, then, you know, Scott Turner will be there as the OC for whoever they draft. Yeah. If if they that's the thing I don't, I'm not so sure that they're going to draft anyone now this year with Carson there. Yeah, I think that move was interesting uh, <laughs> to say the least. Um, and I think I I honestly think it's kind of a misinterpretation of like where they are kind of as a franchise. I don't think they are Carson once away from being. A contender even in the NFC um, but I do think that they think that which is why I think that quarterback probably isn't in play for them anymore at 11 um, and the Colts announced their coaching staff or at least uh, some of their coaching staff for this season an interesting name at the bottom of that list was their new wide receivers coach, it's former Colts wide receiver Reggie Wayne. Um, seen this trend quite a bit now in the NFL. You know, we have a lot of great former receivers coaching. You have Heinz Ward. I don't remember where he's at, if he's still with the Jets or somewhere else. You have Wes Welker in San Francisco. And now Reggie Wayne in Indianapolis. So, yeah. I think it's a good good move. Uh, Going to mentor Michael Pittman, so that's good to see. Yeah, I think he's great. I think it's a good culture builder too, right? I mean, just bringing back franchise legend and just keeping him in-house, um, I think that's a really good, just solid move to make. And it's an easy move to make, in my opinion, because, I mean, Reggie Wayne, one of the best wide receivers in NFL history, That's that's he's more than qualified to – be at that coaching position. Yeah. And they they need help. Other than Michael Pittman, they need help at receiver as well. So, Um, The GOAT is back. Announced yesterday. uh, Everyone was talking about the NCAA tournament selection Sunday bracket, and Tom Brady's like, hold up. It's my time again. (laughs) Yep. 23rd Couldn't stay away. <laughs> yeah, 23rd season coming back for Tom Brady. And he will once again break another record when he starts week one for the Bucks. He will be 45, and he will be the oldest starting quarterback to ever play in the NFL. Yep. <laughs> just, just add it to the absolute Looney Tunes list of other accolades that yeah. he has. This is like it's like the Madden My Player like that you make and you like take them <laughs> just get <laughs> like all the, the year twenty thirty nine like <laughs> it's all, crazy just check them off yeah. all the achievements <laughs> um so yeah that alleviates their quarterback question I was I was ready to watch Kyle Trask for a whole season I was I was ready um, it would have been 
interesting. And, and <laughs> I was ready sure. for the Panthers to finally take the division when they trade for Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Dude, and everyone was talking about I was so excited. I was like, man, the NFC is wide open, man. You know, there's <laughs> it, you know, it's the Rams, it's the Packers, it's the 49ers, and there's it's everybody else, right? Yeah. And Tom had to come back and ruin that. Ruin my day, ruin the NFC South's day. But uh I mean, I think it is probably, you know, it's good for the league, uh, you know, and it's probably a move we should have seen coming, I feel like. Um, I didn't watch a whole lot of the coverage on, you know, his retirement, but it felt a little uh, underwhelming, I guess, you know what I mean? And maybe it was because most people expected him to be back, but uh, he'll be back for presumably his last season, and he'll get to go to all the stadiums and get his his flowers and all that, so... (laughs) Um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is probably considering not signing that deal still like he hasn't officially <laughs> signed. I guarantee you he is seething right now because the minute he the minute he he announced he was returning to Green Bay, Russell Wilson took the cart the, the rug out from under him and now the goat's back in the conference. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I'm sure he's not happy about it. Yeah, I I mean, again, it's it's really there's only a couple teams in the NFC that you would think about that are actual Super Bowl contenders. AFC it's just like everyone. <laughs> you got like Yeah, that's yeah, like five or six teams at the bottom and then like everyone else is like, Yeah, we have a legitimate chance. So <laughs> Right, yeah, that is it, it is packed in the AFC. Um I mentioned Deshaun Watson to the Panthers. Uh, they, along with the Saints, are going to meet with him, whether that's virtually or in person. I know I was watching NFL Network all day today, and uh, Steve Smith was talking about Deshaun Watson, and he said, because uh, he's close with David Tepper and everyone, Panthers mm-hmm. still, and uh, he said the Panthers are going to, they're going to go meet him in person in Houston and because they want to see what his mannerisms are how he's conducting himself amid uh the the civil suits that are still ongoing yeah and that's going to happen within the next two days uh both those teams are expected to meet with him among others i don't know who else out there i know (laughs) i hate it but the 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 eagles are still being floated around i hate that but that's fine Yeah, it's a it's still to me a very interesting situation and it's one where if I was an NFL team I would still be very very nervous about making that uh decision and I think it's a good idea that the Panthers are going to meet in person to actually <laughs> really look at it, you know, put it under the microscope, you know, how he responds to answers and things. I think that if it's going to happen, I think the Panthers are probably the best fit um, mm-hmm. because he gets to kind of return to Carolina where, you know, the, the Clemson pipeline is still kind of there. There might still be – he might be embraced by the fan base a little bit more than he would, uh, I think, in some of these other places. So, Yeah, it's funny because they've been the one team that's been linked the entire year <laughs> to get yep. to this point. And yep. if they don't get him, I don't know. I mean, so 
I didn't tell you this before, but I like three teams. The Eagles first, Steelers second, Panthers third. So I am a Panthers fan as well. Um, And it would just be a monumental loss if they don't get him. Uh, Because I think if they get him, they will rule the NFC South once Brady's gone next year. (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) And uh, I think they'll be fine. And yeah, I, I don't and mind I mean, I think... trading McCaffrey in the package. I don't. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I think it's a move they got to make, right? Especially if you're Matt Rule. Like this is your, this is your last step up to the plate. You got to make sure that you mm-hmm. got a guy who can take you that far. And I think it is. I think they are in the position where they kind of have to make a move like this, even though. There might be still some question marks as to those those twenty two lawsuits, but yeah. And I mean, I don't. Maybe that would would scare some people off. I don't think it will, um, because he's not criminally being charged anymore. I think yeah. it's uh, open season. Yeah, trading for Deshaun Watson, so. Uh, even though I think he'll probably get six to eight games this year, suspension, but I'll take a half season of Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yeah, Over you, you take Sam a half Donald. season of Deshaun Watson more than you take a full season of Sam Darnold. You take that yeah. <laughs> every day of the week and twice on Sundays. Just getting another deal written down here. In our re-signing, segment. Okay, um, the Cowboys going back to the Dallas well here. They have granted offensive tackle Lyle Collins permission to seek a trade. Don't know if anyone's going to trade for him. $10 million per year is his salary for the next, I forget how many, two or three seasons. Um, which I don't think is that bad for, you know, he's a right tackle, but still capable right tackle in my mind. I don't know what the price tag is for him in terms of compensation, mm-hmm. but it seems like the calories want to dump all the salary they can. Yeah, it's it's an interesting move because the identity for the Cowboys, at least over the last, what, four seasons, has been that O-line. Mm-hmm. Um, and from everything I know, which is limited, mind you, because I, I don't follow the Cowboys that much, my understanding is that Leo Collins is a very good right tackle. So yeah. if you're a team that needs a good right tackle, and there are plenty out there, um, I mean, Lyle Collins for ten million a year—that's got to look pretty good. Yeah, and I'm I'm thinking about one of my teams, the Steelers, need offensive line help. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have—I don't know how much they have now after the Trubisky signing, which we'll talk about. Um, but they had thirty mil to start around there. 27, I think, was the exact number. And uh, 
I would see what the price tag is for Collins and then see what the the money is for Armstead even though he's a left tackle but you know if they're if they're priced out of the Toronto Armstead sweepstakes then my backup go and sign, go and trade for Lyle Collins if the compensation is right yeah and I think that'd be a good plan because they need to they need to build up that offensive line for Trubisky and likely I think whoever they draft. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you also got Trent Brown out there as well, very capable right mm-hmm. tackle too. Um, and then last general thing, the Packers. Wide receiver Devontae Adams. He's not going to play on the franchise tag, he says. Brian Gutekunst got to sign into a long-term deal or nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he shouldn't. He shouldn't, want, especially after these numbers that are coming out, which we'll get to for these wide receivers. Hold out, man. You know, obviously as a fan, I, I need him back. I want him <laughs> back. But, you know, as the player, you know, you are worth way more than – whatever the, the tag's like 20 million right for wide receiver yeah well yeah, dude hold out <laughs> and when when he first got tagged i was talking to some people and i'm like if i'm Devonte's agent for one i'm not signing a long-term deal with green bay i will make you franchise tag me twice in a row and then go to free agency in 2024 that's fine because and it made it even more murky when Rodgers said he hadn't officially signed that contract that the Packers offered him. Unless Aaron tells Devontae that he is going to play out all four years of that deal, if I'm Devontae's agent, I'm telling him not to sign a long-term extension with the Packers. Because I'm yeah. not going to play in Green Bay for the next five years if Aaron's only going to be there too. <laughs> yep. Right. And that's just another aspect of this that makes it so <laughs> complicated because to make the money work, they got to sign him to a long-term extension, right? Yeah. But he might not want a long-term extension for exactly the reason you said, because <laughs> Rogers might only be there for two more years, especially and- since he's been contemplating retirement openly, very openly contemplating retirement. Yeah. So that's what I thought anyways, when they said four years, 200 million i was like roger's only probably gonna play two of those anyways i think he's gonna hit 40 and then he's done so Mm -hmm. yeah um that's a whole ordeal there for green bay okay uh so extensions re-signings here we're going in uh money order big money first so uh the dolphins Resigning pass rusher Emmanuel Agba, four years, sixty-five million, uh, thirty-two million, fully guaranteed. He's had quite a resurgence down in Miami after he being a first-round pick for the Cleveland Browns uh, a couple years ago. I think he had uh, nine. I don't have the exact stats up. Right yeah, he had nine sacks this season and in 2020. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, capable player. And um, 
I don't know who their DC is. I don't remember who Mike McDaniel hired as as defensive coordinator, but um, apparently he's going to fit in the system because they're paying him sixty five million. So, uh, yeah. Josh Boyer. Josh Boyer is the defensive coordinator. Previously coached with the Patriots. Makes sense. Still, yeah. a, it's still a Patriots style defense, even without Flores there anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that's a good move. You know, they have the cap space to do it. You got maintains continuity on the defensive front, so I think that was a solid move. Yeah, and the Dolphins' defense has been probably one of the more underrated units for the last three seasons. Which is why I was shocked that Flores got canned. But <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a whole other. It's a whole other. Yeah, it's a whole other thing. <laughs> uh, the Cowboys. Well, yeah, we we're talking a lot about the Cowboys today um, because they they've done a lot. But uh, the Cowboys. Sign, re-signed wide receiver Michael Gallup, five years, $62.5 million. And it's just like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, Amari Cooper is better than Michael Gallup in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I think when you put it in the context of the Amari Cooper trade, it's bad, right? If you put it in the context of, like, these free agency deals, these wide receivers are signing, it's cheap actually but yeah yeah like i said those cowboys are gonna look a lot different yeah i mean it, it is really good for the team 12 and a half million per season versus 20 million for cooper cooper's i don't think tastes that much older than gallup because i don't even think coop's 30 yet or if he is he's just 30. 27. <laughs> 27 is Amari Cooper. That's insane. <laughs> what was he, 19 coming in? Jeez. Yeah, I mean, he was drafted by the Raiders in uh, 2015. Michael Gallup is 26. Yeah. When so, you're different. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, it's uh, he was he was twenty one when he was drafted by the Raiders, twenty fifteen. But yeah, I mean, it's, uh, $7.5 million dollar difference. I mean, that's a lot, but the money's good. But yeah, I mean, and I mean, Gallup did have relatively good season. It's just can. That, but that was playing as the third guy, though. Can right. he now step up and be the number two? That's Well, the other part of this, too, is he's coming off a, a big-time injury, right? Wasn't he missing a lot of time last year, if I remember right? Uh, yeah. He, he tore his ACL. I believe. Um. Yeah, torn ACL. Yeah, I mean that's definitely an injury we've seen guys come back from, obviously, but it's still 
also worrisome, right? And I know we're going to get to the Cedric Wilson contract a little bit later, but he's out the door. So wide receiver is definitely a need, I think, still. Or not still, but now in in Dallas, where previous three years it was not. Yeah, it's it's a lot to to come back from that, and I don't I don't know. Well, we'll see if he can hold up. And I mean, they're gonna be in trouble. I mean, they already are with the cap mm-hmm. and having to sign some of the guys that are still out there. Like you mentioned, Gregory and Lawrence, and uh, I don't know who else is out there, but they're going to have to figure out Zeke's contract soon. Pollard's probably going to be leaving, I would assume, once his rookie deal's up, because they're not going to be able to afford him. So. the uh, Going back to the Packers. They signed pass rusher Preston Smith to a four-year, $52.5 million extension. Uh, so they keep one of the Smith brothers. We'll talk about the other one in a little bit. But um, Preston is the guy they decided to keep and uh, pair with Rashawn Gary for the years to come. Yeah, uh, I like this move. Um, you know, he came on the scene with us in 2019, played outstanding um, opposite Zedaria Smith had a regression year um, in 2020 came back in 21 on a team friendly kind of prove it deal um, and now he gets to star opposite next to Gary and that, that tandem was very good um, I'd say last year um, was one of the bright points is kind of we finally had a defense that was <laughs> kind of consistent for at least a a good chunk of the year, so uh, you know I'm happy he's back. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I I never noticed Preston as much because Darius was such a personality, and he was always out there. <laughs> Preston, yeah. I feel like never really talked that much. So um, interested to see if if he becomes more vocal or not uh, this season. Yeah, but yeah, uh, the Falcons. Surprising, the Falcons were actually able to do something today. Um, and it was a re-signing, though. Uh, they signed left tackle Jake Matthews to a three-year, $52.5 million extension. Uh, lowers his cap number. I don't know where they're at with the cap still right now. I'm sure they're tens of millions of dollars over still. Uh, but... Actually, they weren't that bad, I don't think. I think they were only $7 million over last time I saw. So they actually weren't as bad as what it, the public made it out to be. But I think the yeah. reason it's bad is because that, I mean, that roster just isn't that talented. Like, where's all this money? I mean, obviously, most of it's going to Ryan. but yeah. And, I mean, the Ryan contract is just a terrible, yeah. terrible deal. Um, but Matthews is the second biggest cap hit or at least was now it's going to be lowered obviously but he is he is one of the better left tackles in the league uh, i think good signing for them and like i said a a period where they're not going to be able to do much in terms of acquiring players from other teams so yeah. i guess they and can. that that 
O-line is pretty suspect. So you want to keep the bright spot um, as long as you can. And it's crazy that it's suspect because they have so many first-round picks on the line. Yep, yep. Uh, the, going back to the Packers, this was a surprise signing, I thought, too, today. Uh, they re-signed linebacker Devondre Campbell to a five-year, $50 million deal. Um, I didn't think they were going to be able to bring him back. One-year deal, I mean, that was the best free agency signing by anyone last year. It was a veteran minimum, I believe, from Brian Gutekunst. And I mean, he turned in an all-pro season in one year in Green Bay, which was crazy. Yeah, Devondre Campbell was – he was – I mean, he was an X-factor for our defense last year. Um, you know, he's a big reason. Um, him and Rasul Douglas, the two notable acquisitions, you know, are the reason why that defense didn't really lose a step when we lost Jair and uh, Zedarius. So huge getting them back. Um, I want to say it's like a, is it five years, 50 million, right? Yeah. That's pretty cheap. I think like, in my opinion, I, I don't know. I'm not up on the, the market for off ball linebackers, but anytime you can bring an all pro player back for 10 million a year, huge, huge one. Yeah, I think that's probably at near the top for off-ball linebackers. Um, Ten millions, uh, a bit. I think a good price for an off-ball linebacker is probably below that eight or nine. But again, all-pro season in one year in Green Bay proves he was good. Uh, and good in the system. Uh, the Bucks just announced a couple minutes ago. They got their number one guy they wanted to re-sign. They re-signed corner Carlton Davis. Three years, $45 million for Carlton. And, uh, I again, I don't know. I mean, Jason Light and his salary cap staff are just magicians. They just they yep. get it done. They yep. figure it out. Somehow. Yep. This is this is a big moment for the uh, the salary cap isn't real truthers. Uh, <laughs> I, I was I was sure that they were not going to be able to bring back Carlton Davis, especially after they re-signed Jensen. Mm-hmm. So for them to be able to swing that is huge. Yeah, and I mean, they still do have some guys out there. Leonard Fournette is their next priority. Um, JPP, I don't think, will be back, nor do I think Ndamukong Sue will be back either. So they got some defensive holes to fill. Um, but, I mean, obviously, their they're best corner. They need to get another corner in the draft uh, because they struggled mightily when Davis was hurt. Uh, the Rams, another team that just doesn't care about the salary cap. Um, <laughs> they re-signed offensive tackle Joe Noteboom to a three-year $40 million deal, $25 million guaranteed. 
That's a good value for L.A. for their left tackle of the future, essentially. And I think this signals Andrew Whitworth is, is going to be retiring. Yeah. It's incredible that Whitworth was able to <laughs> play at the level he did, you know, for so long. I mean, and it's funny, you looked at him out there, and he just he didn't look like he was, you know, Pro Bowl caliber left tackle, but he just got it done. Um, and the note boom signing is it's big for the run it back uh, 2022 campaign. So, yeah, former, yeah, I don't know where they find it, but yeah, I think it was a good find uh, for less need in the draft. Former third round pick, I believe he was. Uh, maybe later. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I always get my uh, get my rounds mixed up when I'm talking about guys after the first round. Oh yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to keep track of it. But that's that's the big thing about the Rams is like everyone made such a big deal about them, you know, going all in and getting you know Von Miller, OBJ. They had like some of the most homegrown talent, mm-hmm. like of any roster in the. And that's the reason they could give up some of the high draft capital for like Matt Stafford, Jalen Ramsey, is because they trust their scouting department to hit on some solid players in the mid to late rounds. So, yeah, one one guy, one guy that I love that they drafted, Troy Reader, fantastic young linebacker for them. Yep. Uh, Seahawks. Uh, they re-signed safety Quandre Diggs to a three-year, $40 million deal. It's a lot of trust in Quandre um, coming off the broken ankle at the end of the season. Um, and, I mean, it, it's a lot of money, too, to go into one position, the safety position that they're already paying Jamal Adams a lot. So, right. I don't. I don't. I mean, now that they traded Russ, I don't even know what John Schneider's doing anymore. So it's fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's that's exactly what I was gonna say. Is like, you know, all signs pointed to. You know, we're just gonna initiate the rebuild, right? We're gonna just hit the rebuild button. But this is a let's keep the band back together, I guess, move, which is interesting. Uh, especially like you said, because they've invested a lot of capital uh, and money in Jamal Adams. So it's interesting. I mean, maybe it's indicative of they think they can be in the sweepstakes for Deshaun now, now that they have this newly acquired draft capital and maybe they can flip it for Deshaun. But that's a big gamble. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. Uh, I I still think they're gonna let Locke go for one year just to see what he can do. Tank uh, for Bryce. Yeah. Uh, the Bucks. Back to the Bucks. They uh, re-signed center Ryan Jensen to a three-year, thirty-nine million dollar deal, twenty-three million guaranteed. That came literally the same day Tom Brady announced he was returning. Ryan Jensen's like, oh, yep, yeah, whatever you want, Tampa. Give me a contract. Let me sign it right now, because Tom's coming back. Tom's my guy. So, and he's the leader of the of the offensive line 
uh, stalwart on their offense. So, yeah, and you know, I think it's it's good because a lot was made of Ali Marpet retiring, and then they lost capital to free agency. But I mean, in my opinion, as long as you got left tackle, center, right tackle set and like you can depend on those guys like mm-hmm. you can fill in the right guard and the the left guard spots and be kind of okay you're still feeling very good about where you're at as an old line so yeah and uh a guy that i have in my mind for them to sign that i don't necessarily think would cost that much maybe he would uh be but he hasn't been a starter for a whole year, I don't think, in his career yet. Uh, but Mark Lewinsky, who isn't re-signing with the Colts, um, could potentially be in play in Tampa, depending on the price tag for him. Uh, the Vikings. Sure, re-signing uh, or signing quarterback Kirk Cousins to another one-year extension. Uh, $35 million Fully guaranteed. I mean, Kirk signs. It feels like Kirk signs an extension every two years. Like, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know what leverage he has over the NFL. But someone, someone tweeted out his career earnings. He's at like, and I don't. Need, I I think this is factored in, obviously, for the extension. But he's his career earnings are at like two hundred thirty million. Oh yeah. Like he has just. He has just played the business of football to a T. And, you know, you got to respect that level of just chasing the bag and just just doing it, being just good enough to where you can kind of, you know, you can say, hey, the market's this, and just keep resigning. Um. <laughs> Next guy we have on the extensions um, or re-signings, the Lions entered the the fray today. They re-signed safety Tracy Walker, three years, $25 million, uh, $17 million guaranteed. He is one of the more underrated safeties in the league, and I think that's a really good signing for the Lions and to keep probably, eh, probably not their best defensive player, but he's close to, to that um, and I think Dan Campbell really likes Tracy Walker there in Detroit yeah this is a good re-signing um, and you know I think honestly if I'm looking at this Lions defensive roster I think it's something that is kind of on, on the come up uh, and now that kind of factors into some of what they're going to do with picks 2 32 and 34 Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they have the pieces to build a pretty good defense here, um, which is which is good. Signings just. They keep coming in. They keep coming in. They keep coming in. (laughs) Uh, The next one here is the guy's jersey that I'm wearing. 
the Cardinals re-signed tight end Zach Ertz three years, thirty-one point six five million. Uh, that should have been over the Tracy Walker signing. I don't know why I put the Tracy Walker signing up there because uh, he actually should have been two spots down, but that's fine. Uh, $17.5 million guaranteed for Ertz. And it's, I think that's a good a good deal for him, but I think that's a, asking a lot uh, for a guy that's 31, going to be 34 by the end of this contract. He was productive, though, with Kyler Murray this year. And after the trade, yeah, it that's what I thought too. The first time I saw it, uh, it seemed like you know, Ertz feels like a guy who's kind of in his like or should be in his kind of like mercenary era where he's you know <laughs> signing like one year deals and yeah. just kind of picking which team he goes to. Um, I mean, like you said, he was he was good, um, with, with Murray and they definitely needed to fill that tight end spot. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. I felt bad for Max Williams because Max Williams was having a great season until he got hurt. <laughs> Dude, and, Max Williams was, he's a draft legend, right? <laughs> Dude, I was high on Max Williams coming out. Fortunately, it has not quite panned out yet, but. I was just disappointed because I picked them up in one of my other dynasty leagues and like I had like maybe I don't know two three weeks of him and then he got hurt. Put on my eye. He, he was a stud coming <laughs> out, man. Uh, the Bengals they re-signed defensive tackle B.J. Hill to a three-year, thirty million dollar deal. So they keep one tackle. They lost another one, uh, which we'll get to in our free agency segment. Uh. But that was a good good job by their front office getting B.J. Hill from the Giants um, two years ago. I can't remember if it was last year or two years ago. But anyways, major contributor for them on the defensive line. Yeah, There's definitely a good resigning. And it's one of the reasons why I think that even in a loaded AFC I think the Bengals have a good chance to make some noise and try to defend their uh, AFC title because they had the cap space to kind of address some of their needs and they've been and retain some of their key guys and so far they've been doing it. Yeah, I I think they're easily the favorite for the AFC North. The other three teams, people want to say the Ravens are still there. I think Lamar is kind of flatlined and he just is not going to get any better than where he's been at for the last two years mm. that's just me i've been a lamar hater the entire time since he was drafted <laughs> Does that so. have something to do with the terrible towel behind you <laughs> no it's just <laughs> look when when lamar got drafted when he was coming out even before he got drafted i was like lamar is rg3 2.0 except he's faster and i've always thought He's going to be like RG3. It takes one shot, and his career, he's done. His career's over, just like RG3's was, you know. So it hasn't happened yet because he is so quick and fast and makes people miss. But people have figured him out, and he, it has shown 
that he has not been the capable passer that were the big question marks when he was coming out in the draft. That's why he fell all, all the way to the 20, 20s. Uh, or 32, mm-hmm. where the Ravens got him, I believe. Yep. Right. So. Yeah, it was 32. They they drafted... Um, shoot, I'm blanking on the name. Who's the guy who's on the Falcons now, the tight end? Hurst? Hayden Hurst, yeah. Yeah, they drafted him. They drafted him, right? Because they had the 25th, I think, and the 32nd pick, and they drafted... He drafted hers before they drafted him. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I'm I'm anxious to see how he comes back from injury because he missed he missed significant time last year, right? I'm pretty sure he was out. Tyler Huntley was was tossing the ball around. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I think one guy who is not believing, kind of, that is Lamar himself. <laughs> I mean, he's he could have signed an extension. Right now, at like any point, the Ravens have been trying to get an extension done, and he is—he's taken the Kirk Cousins approach of just saying, you know, I'm just gonna wait. I'm gonna wait till that market number just keeps getting higher, and then I'll—then I'll link my deal. But like you said, it's—it's it's risky, especially with his style of play. So it's definitely something that's interesting. And you know what's gonna be funny is when they don't re-sign Lamar. And then he either plays out his deal and they let him walk or he gets hurt. Tyler Huntley balls out like he did in the couple of the games that he did start this year. I'm, su- I'm surprised Tyler Huntley hasn't been in more of the conversation for these teams that like need to trade for a quarterback. I think he'd be yeah. an intriguing option to kind of develop. Yeah. It was kind of murky because uh, I wasn't sure what kind of free agent he was, and I found out he was an exclusive rights. So I think next year will be the big year to trade for Huntley because I think they'll probably tender him. I don't know if they'd go so far to tender him as a first-round restricted free agent, but I think if he's rest- if he's a second-round tender, teams will most definitely be putting in offer sheets for him next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but continuing on re-signings, the Seahawks. So they they got Noah Fant in the Russell Wilson trade, but they, they're looking to go in a two-tight-end system, I would assume, with this move. They re-signed tight end Will Disley, two, uh, three years, $24 million. And he's another guy that's kind of been forgotten because he's got he's been injured so much the last couple of years. Um, but been good when he's on the field. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think you need at least, you know, a couple guys in your tight end room that can get it done. And I'm not sure um, about Noah Fant um, and his, like, blocking ability. I I haven't looked into the numbers on that. Mm -hmm. But I think coming out, he wasn't really billed as a blocker. He was more of a, this guy can be an offensive weapon for you. So maybe that's kind of where they're going that that's funny that we're we we're on will disley now because field yates just tweeted out about uh the exact breakdown of his contract right now so 9.3 million signing uh 1.04 million fully guaranteed salary uh 5.64 million salary guaranteed for injury and then 6.49 million total 
and then uh, 510,000 annual per game roster bonus, 24 million max over three years. Uh, also signing a three-year, $24 million deal to re-sign. Rams center Brian Allen. So they keep Noteboom. They keep Allen now. Uh, I cannot recall their other three guys on their line. But uh, two of their top needs for the offensive line are now back in L.A. And, again, they just – they're like the Bucks. They just keep signing people anyways, <laughs> regardless of the cap. Yeah, you know, I think uh, <laughs> I think whoever their uh, their salary cap guy, you know, he needs a he needs a promotion for both those franchises. I don't know how they're doing it. I don't know where they're pulling this money from, but uh, good for them. Good for them, I guess. Uh, another center getting re-signed. Bills uh, center Mitch Morse, two years, nineteen and a half million dollar extension, uh, twelve million guaranteed. He was a very good signing when they originally signed him, and now he's been a staple of that offensive line uh, ever since Josh Allen was drafted. And uh, good re-signing for Brandon Bean and the uh, Bills front office there. Yep. Yeah, I think the more protection they can provide for Josh Allen, the more dangerous they're going to be. Just like just like with Joey B, I think that's the same similar thing that they're going to want to do. Um, and we're rolling along with the centers here because we're talking another one. Titans re-signing center Ben Jones, two years, $14 million. Uh, continuity in the running game for Derrick Henry, big um, big deal there. So $7 million, good deal for the Titans as well. Uh, the Cardinals, they re-signed linebacker Dennis Gardeck to a three-year, $12 million deal. I love Dennis Gardeck. He is a really good situational pass rusher, and he's also one of their best special teams players as well. Um, I, <laughs> when I think it was Schefter that put out the um, tweet on his extension or his re-signing, Maybe it was rap rap report. I don't know, whichever one. But they mentioned his nickname, <laughs> the Barbarian, which is also I think cool. So, <laughs> anytime you can get a football name like that, football nickname <laughs> like that, you know, you know he's at least going to contribute in some way, yeah. in a, in a good way. He's going to bring the energy. Uh, I'm sad that Chris wasn't able to be on today because his Jets made some moves. Uh. Their first one, re-signing wide receiver Braxton Berrios. Two years, $12 million, $7 million fully guaranteed. He really came on down the stretch. Him and Zach Wilson had a nice connection in the last uh, you know, quarter of the season. So look for him to maybe get increased reps this year, possibly, especially if they uh, let Jamison Crowder go, or I don't know if he's a free agent or not, but... Yeah, I think any continuity you can keep for Zach Wilson is is a plus. You know, you know, you don't want to subtract anything. You just want to keep adding. At this point, they have the the cap and they have the uh, capital to do that. So, yeah, he also adds value. He is their punt returner as well. 
The uh, Seahawks re-signed defensive tackle Al Woods. Two years, $9 million. Four and three-quarter million fully guaranteed. It's a pretty nice deal for a 35-year-old D-tackle. Uh <laughs> Once again, we ask ourselves what we have. What is John Snyder doing? And the answer is, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, as they stand right now, this is not a team that should be signing thirty-five-year-old <laughs> interior defensive line. When they traded, when they made the trade, uh, who was who was the interior? The, uh, Shelby Harris, right? Mm-hmm. The interior D lineman that they acquired. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's old too. He's like thirty-one. So yeah, around there. So when they made the trade, I know people were criticizing that as like, okay, well you're hitting the reset button. Why are you trading for a very veteran interior <laughs> defensive lineman? And apparently, John Snyder said, "I'll do you one better. We'll get yeah. you a 35 year old." I mean, Shelby Harris made sense. He he's been very solid throughout his career. And also, he's, he's good. Yeah. He's touted as a as a really great locker room guy as well. So, yeah, he's definitely a good player. It's just for their timeline right now. Like <laughs> I said, unless they can make a play at the quarterback position, or Drew Locke becomes that dude, I don't know. Those are they're interesting moves. Um, before we get to the next re-signing here. Just want to go back to a general point, uh, back to Deshaun Watson. The Texans have declined, <laughs> of course they would, the Colts' attempt to speak with Deshaun Watson. <laughs> oh, yeah. So they're yeah. not, not going to be trading him in division. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was a nice try by the Colts to try and sneak that one in there. <laughs> uh, Especially that they don't have a first-round pick. So that yeah. Hey, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta kick the tires right on everything. Uh, the Patriots re-signed defensive back Devin McCourty, one year, nine million dollar deal. He's Mister Patriot. Um, figured he wasn't gonna go anywhere else. So, I'm not sure how many years he has left. I mean, he's already thirty-two, thirty-three. So. Uh, the Bills, I love this signing. They re-signed wide receiver Isaiah McKenzie. Two years, $8 million. That is a bargain bin deal for Brandon Bean. Uh, for a guy that I heard was supposed to be getting a lot of increase in his reps this coming season. Uh, with Emmanuel Sanders gone, Cole Beasley more than likely gone. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie probably is going to be the number three behind Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis. Mm-hmm. Well, and Gabe Davis really turned it on at the end of the year. So, I mean, I think they're sitting pretty at wide receiver. And like you said, this is a – this isn't even just a team-friendly deal. This is just <laughs> a, like – it's like it's like printing money. Um, so, yeah, good job locking that in. And he, again, uh, is another guy that returns – uh, punts, I believe. I don't think he does kicks. So, wish we had that guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Cardinals—they locked up. We're gonna get a quarterback run here. 
the Cardinals re-signed quarterback Colt McCoy, two years, seven and a half million, six million fully guaranteed. He played very well. Uh, well, take that back. He played well in one game, and then he played absolutely terrible in another game in relief of Kyler Murray this year. Uh, so you get both sides. But all in all, Cole McCoy is a pretty good veteran backup. Yeah, standard backup kind of production there. Yeah. Uh, another quarterback, the Patriots, of course, they re-signed quarterback Brian Hoyer. Uh, two years, $4 million, $3 million guaranteed. I just wish he would have went somewhere else and then went back to the Patriots for a fourth time. <laughs> Instead of just staying at three times. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Brian Hoyer still with the Patriots. Great. The Lions also locked up Jared Goff's backup, re-signing uh, quarterback Tim Boyle to a one-year $3 million deal, $1.75 million guaranteed there. Packers legend Tim Boyle. <laughs> hey, I I actually like Tim Boyle. He's a I I don't think he's terrible. It's just hasn't gotten as much run as I would like to see. You know. <laughs> uh, Patriots also re-signing special teamer Matthew Slater, ten-time Pro Bowler Matthew Slater. Uh, one year, two point six two million, fully guaranteed. Uh, he has to be the highest paid special teams player in NFL history by far. Uh, so, again, it's like where where else was he gonna go? Put him in the hall. That Put him in the hall him with at, Devin Hester. That would use him. Get him his gold jacket. Ten time Pro Bowler. Yeah, I mean, he was never gonna go anywhere else and be used the same way. And no one was going to pay him as much as the Patriots have throughout his career to just play special team. I would really like to see what his career numbers are in terms of offensive snaps. Because technically he's a wide receiver, you know? (laughs) Like, what does he do in practice? I guess he plays with the wide receivers. uh, But, like, again, he's like, yeah, I'm good. You guys can go catch. He just sets the jugs machine at like a nine degree <laughs> angle and just fields punts. Uh, this is surprising. This is the first time we talked about the Texans signing someone uh, on the show today. It took us a while because, you know, but the they re-signed safety Terrence Brooks, one year, $2 million deal. He's a guy that's been around the league a little bit, but serviceable safety i hate using that word now because we've used it way too many times on the show and it's just a generic word that i can't stop saying about players so yeah but how else would you describe <laughs> here's bro just serviceable safety that's how you do it and again he's another guy special teamer very good even into his 30s uh, and then some guys we don't have numbers on, but we do have that they signed extensions or re-signed. Uh, the Cardinals got a deal done. They re-signed, or they signed running back James Conner to a three-year extension. Lost Chase Edmonds, which we'll talk about. 
so they needed to get Connor's extension done. And I'm interested to see what that looks like this year. Uh, if he's going to get the bulk or if they're going to continue to do it committee style like they had last year with him and Edmonds. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think he fits for what they're trying to do, right? What they want to do. Air rate it out. And then, you know, if you get you get within the five-yard line, you can just, <laughs> you know, power back it with James Conner. Um, Three-year maximum $25 million. Okay. With thirteen million fully guaranteed is the James Conner contract. I mean, yeah. that's that's a lot. I feel like for a a power back. I mean, James Conner played really well last year for them, and maybe that's kind of like what they're banking on. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we've seen over the last however many drafts, you can find value on day two and day three. You don't have to open up the purse for it yeah no interesting i wouldn't be surprised if they draft another running back granted they did draft one two years ago i believe it was Eno benjamin who is still Mm. on their roster uh he is the quintessential passing back yeah but i look at a guy like isaiah spiller for the Cardinals in the second mm. round or the third round, I think that would be a good fit for him. Mm. Uh, the Kenneth Walker, another guy. Yeah, I, I just see Kenneth Walker, Kenneth Walker, and Brees Hall. I just see them as like James Conner, where it's mm. pound. <laughs> it's not really catching the yeah. ball. Yeah, and that that contract might be indicative of how they view this running back class maybe they don't like the power guys mm-hmm. but they like kind of the scat backs so the colts also uh they re-signed tight end mo alley cox to a three-year deal so keep a tight end after jack doyle retired um gonna have to fill the rest of that position out but uh alley cox back in indy to catch passes from someone we don't know yet <laughs> Not Deshaun Watson, and, we know. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's about all we know. Yeah, the Colts are an interesting case study, man, because they really – Chris Ballard really put it – he put it on the table, man. He put all his cards down on the table, and he said, you know what, we're going to trade away Carson Wentz, and we're going to look this quarterback, free agent, class, draft class, we're going to just go look it right in the face – and just stare down, stare it down. It's interesting. Yeah, they have uh, they have a lot of cap space. Uh, they don't have a first rounder, but now they have more draft capital thanks to one trade. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see what they do. Yeah, and I think they're forced to sign a veteran because, like you said, they don't have a first round pick. That's going to make it hard to trade. For mm-hmm. I mean. There really aren't that many available to trade for anymore other than Jimmy Garoppolo, Mm -hmm. which is probably, in my mind, going to take only a second-round pick. Uh, But then again, you're screwing Mm -hmm. yourself over with only having two third-round picks this year. So I look at it, guys. And it's tough because 
you know, like Jameis Winston out there still. Yeah. And it's tough because, I mean, realistically in the AFC, you are not winning anything with Jimmy G. Like, I just don't like, I think he's more consistent than Wentz is. So I think that it could elevate the team. Maybe they make the playoffs. I mean, they sneak in as a wild card, but you're just not going to be able to compete with yeah. the rest of the teams. No, you and I are on the exact same page as Jimmy G. I've mentioned multiple times that Jimmy G is literally Carson Wentz, except without the turnovers. Yeah, yep, exactly. He's he's just more cons- he's like more consistent Carson Wentz, which I think the Colts need. Like I think that would be better for their style because they want to ground and pound it, right? Mm-hmm. With Jonathan Taylor. But yeah, I mean he's not gonna elevate your team to the level that you want. The uh Chargers they are in the process of extending kicker Dustin Hopkins. So the Chargers finally found their kicker after years of just subpar and agonizing missed kicks. <laughs> so yeah, and I knew I knew once they signed Dustin Hopkins. I mean, he was very good in Washington, and he was re- very good for them last season. So good move. Um, by Tom Telesco out there signing, extending him. And then the final extension we have, or re-signing actually it is, the Steelers. So I guess they're out of the Lyle Collins stakes now <laughs> because they re-signed right tackle Chikuma Okorafor. Uh, don't know anything about his deal, but... Uh, they are re-signing him. Apparently, he he had some offers out there from other teams. Decided to return to Pittsburgh, so kind of happy about that. He's not the greatest, but he is pretty good. Okay, so that's all the extensions, re-signings. We had a couple releases today. Uh, starting out with the Bills, another tackle available now on the market. They released offensive tackle Daryl Williams. I was kind of surprised, um, but they're they're happy with their tackles. Daryl Williams should command a decent amount on the open market, I would think, as a pretty good right tackle. Um, not sure who needs tackles out there, but Williams is now available. Yeah, I think that's the Bills kind of putting trust in. Um, who was it? was it? I think they drafted Spencer Brown last year, right? In like the third round. Yeah, and they have, yeah, yeah, and they have Cody Ford at left tackle. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, sorry. Uh, your Packers, two releases today. I already kind of said this one, but the first one, pass rusher Zadarius Smith. Weren't going to keep both Smith brothers. Uh, so Zadarius is on the open market. He should, I would think, have a lot of interest, um, even off injury-plagued season. Uh, and then off, offensive tackle Billy Turner also released for the Packers today. Um, good swing guy there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, uh, the Z release, the writing was kind of on the wall with that one. Um 
the Billy Turner release though was kind of surprising, especially since I'm pretty sure we only saved like three million on the cap or something like that, which <laughs> is probably indicative of what the hoops that they're they have to go through right now. Yeah, trying to get uh, under the cap. So I think it's just more to come. It's going to be more to come. Yeah, and that cap situation with the Packers is just, you know, they're desperate to get Devontae to sign a long-term deal to drop his mm-hmm. cap number. So it's like... Yep. And we got two more days to do it, too. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, or to get him his cap number down, anyways. The mm-hmm. Panthers releasing two defensive players here. Uh, pass rusher Morgan Fox and corner AJ Boye. Fox, I understood. I was a I was a Morgan Fox fan. He he had some some decent uh, seasons for the Panthers. Uh, probably just cap hit there. And then AJ Boye, though, I was kind of surprised they released him considering they didn't resign Stefan Gilmore and they're not going to resign Gilmore either. Um, I guess they're just going to go ahead with Dante Jackson and CJ Henderson as their two outsides. Mm-hmm. And then um, I can't remember who they have in the slot, but they got JC Horn coming back too, JC first rounder Horn. last year. Right. Yeah. So CJ Henderson should play the slot. I would think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I guess that's fine then. Uh, veteran, they're going to give the young guys shots. Um, and then the Browns. Kind of knew this was coming. Uh, they released wide receiver Jarvis Landry today. Uh, they said they wanted him back. He just wouldn't accept the numbers that they were giving him to come back. So They save about $15 million with releasing him. Big savings for them. Going to help alleviate the $20 million they got to pay Cooper. Yeah. You do that. You do that. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, unfortunately. And I like Jarvis Landry. I think he can be a good good number two, number three-ish you know, wide receiver for a team for where he signs for. But yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure where he fits. And I love to just blurt out the first team that comes to mind uh, when we're on a certain player. And I just right away popped into my head the Denver Broncos for some odd reason. Uh, Because I think at this point Landry needs to be on a team that has a legitimate chance at a Super Bowl. And I'm not saying that the Broncos do because I don't believe in the hype that just Russell Wilson is going to get them there. Mm -hmm. Um... But with Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, Jarvis Landry, possibly, that would be a fearsome foursome at wide receiver, I think. Yeah. Somebody would be open. Yeah. <laughs> On every play, yeah. As long as Russ isn't running for his life like he was in Seattle, right. which could very well be the... the, the uh, situation in Denver considering their their offensive line isn't the greatest either so yeah and considering the moves that the Chargers have made yeah <laughs> uh running for his life from Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa all day yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Uh, all right, free agency. Let's get to all the deals now from today. Starting off, Chargers. Just mentioned them. Uh, more defensive help is on the way for L.A. Uh, signing Patriots corner um, J.C. Jackson, five years, $82.5 million. $40 million guaranteed. Going to man the outside with uh, Chris Harris Jr. there and put Asante Samuel Jr. back in the slot where he's more comfortable, I think. Yeah, I th- I'm super excited to see how this defense is now going to look. Um, you know, I think these are the guys that Brandon Staley, this is the kind of guys that he wants on this defense. And uh, I think that the Chargers are building this team in a really good way that's going to allow them to be competitive in their division, even though it's stacked. Because, I mean, they're seeing the Chiefs and uh, the Broncos, you know, loading up on weapons. And they're saying, they're like, all right, look, the secondaries for the Raiders and the Chiefs are like Swiss cheese, man. They do not have anybody in those secondaries, especially with Tyron Matthew, Matthew likely out, KC. Yeah. Um Justin Herbert is going to be able to carve them up just fine, no matter who he's thrown to. And they retain Mike Williams, so he has his guys still. But now they add these defensive pieces to kind of help terrorize those high-powered offenses. I like it. I like this this way of trying to come out of that division. Yeah, it's kind of weird, I think, though, when you look at all four of the AFC West teams. Uh, specifically the Broncos and the Chargers, not valuing linebackers to cover the two-star tight ends in the division, Kelsey and Waller. Mm -hmm. But I think it's fine because, you know, you can put Derwin James there for the Chargers. You can put Justin Simmons there for the Broncos. I don't know if that's how they want to do that necessarily. I think especially Justin Simmons is better as a center fielder free safety, but um, yeah, I think it's weird that they're not investing anything at linebacker really, uh, except the Chargers did last year. Uh, blanking on his name, first round linebacker. Kenneth Murray. Kenneth Murray. K-9. There yep. you go. That guy. Yep. <laughs> but the Broncos, all three of their Linebackers, off-ball linebackers, are free agents this off-season. Mm. They haven't re-signed any of them yet. Uh, my favorite guy, Josie Jewell, when he came out from Iowa. I love my mm. Big Ten linebackers, dude. Oh yeah, <laughs> plug and play, man. Plug and play. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm interested to see what the Broncos do at the linebacker position to cover. Those it's a teams. weird trend in the NFL because it feels like there's this trend towards devaluing off-ball linebackers. And uh, as a Packer fan, I'll be the first to tell you, when you get a good one, it, it's a huge game-changer, right? It, it can yeah. materially change your defense. So, yeah, I don't know. Luckily, in in the NFC North, you only got to deal with one big-time tight end. <laughs> True, yeah. <laughs> good old Hawk in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Another Iowa Hawkeye. Look at that. Nope. I hate I hate Iowa though. Just saying. <laughs> I grew up a Penn State fan, so. Oh really? Yeah. 
next free agency signing. I know you said you have a lot to say about this one. <laughs> the Jaguars, they spent all kinds of money today. Biggest one for them, signing Cardinals wide receiver Christian Kirk. Four years, $72 million, $84 million max. I heard this was going to be a big deal. I, I Regardless of where he went, I knew he was going to get a lot of money. But, um, yeah, $21 million per season on the max deal of that contract. Yeah. You know, you know that scene in The Dark Knight, right, where the Joker's <laughs> got, like, that big pile of money behind him and it's just burning, right? Yeah. This, this is what Trent Balke's doing on his way out. Like, <laughs> if he's out. Because he's, he's saying, and I respect him for it, he's like, all right, we got to – we got to win something this year. Otherwise, I'm going to be looking for a job next season. He's like, <laughs> I got all this cap space. We're going to use it. But this this contract, this is criminal. <laughs> this is – they should lock up Trent Baalke and throw away the key. When you have the wide receiver class that's yeah. coming in in the draft – and what the wide receiver position has looked like over the last few drafts and where they're picking, they're obviously not going to take the wide receiver number one overall. But at 33, mm-hmm. someone good is going to fall there. It just it happens every year. We've seen it with T. Higgins, Debo Samuel, uh, Michael Pittman, Chase Claypool. Guys yeah. fall to the back end of the first round. Elijah Moore last year. Uh, back into the first, top end of the second, you can find really good players there who don't cost $21 million <laughs> per year. What this is, I feel like, is a projection, and I feel like potentially there's one or two things. Either this is Trent Bulky just taking a big swing, which is a possibility, or this is a guy that like Doug Peterson went to the front office and said, hey, this is a guy who I think can become next level in our offense. Like, this is a guy who I think I could turn into this kind of contract. And that's possible. Um, But it is a big risk. Yeah. Especially especially for a guy that has only had really one big year in his career. Mm -hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. I absolutely loved Christian Kirk when he got drafted by the Cardinals. I was a big Mm -hmm. fan of his. Has soured a little bit. I even, I think, released him in my... Or maybe I still have him in one of my Dynasty Leagues. I don't remember. But uh, I don't know if this is close or not, but the guy that comes to mind from Peterson's tenure in Philly that compares nicely to Kirk, I think, is when they had Torrey Smith in Philly. Uh, The deep ball guy that can you know, take the shots. And we know Lawrence has a big arm. And I think they really did need that deep ball guy because Chark is the guy that's going to come under underneath on the crossing routes and, and be the possession guy, I think. Um, and they have, granted, they do have Agnew, who was just a whirlwind on offense. I mean, no one even knew he was going to play a lot of offense this year. Mm-hmm. And he ended up being very good until he got hurt, too. Um, so I don't know if that compares or not, but it, it just seems kind of like that's what Peterson's looking at. 
And I mean, the positive spin on this is that I think what this does is that it lifts the floor of that wide receiver room. Mm-hmm. You're getting a guy who you're at least you at least know he can get like 700 to like 900 yards yeah. per season at least, and some touchdowns. And I mean, I think that is big for Trevor Lawrence's development. I just don't like it at that price for sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, and we'll see. I, I think. They still have some work to do. We'll talk about the rest of their moves later. Um, mm-hmm. But they still got to go get Teron Armstead. If they can mm-hmm. secure Teron Armstead, even though they franchised Cam Robinson, they signed some other linemen, if they can go sign Teron Armstead, kick Robinson inside, even though that's a lot of money to pay for a guard on the second franchise tag, Go do it. I mean, that would. I mean, Armstead, uh, Robinson. I don't remember who their center is, but they also signed Scherf, which we'll talk about. I mean, mm-hmm. just those those three alone is solidifying the offensive line. Yeah. Um, the Bears. Big signing for Chicago signed Bengals defensive tackle Larry Ogunjobi. Three years, $40.5 million, $26.35 million guaranteed. So essentially the replacement for Eddie Goldman, who they released last week. And uh, Ogunjobi was very good um, in Cincinnati this past mm-hmm. year. Yeah, I think what you're seeing is you're seeing – Eberflus, get rid of the guys he think he thinks aren't going to optimize the system and bringing in the guys who he thinks will. Um, so it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how the Bears develop that that sort of new look defense. Yeah, because they're also transitioning from a three four to four three, right? Eberflus runs mm-hmm. four three. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Yeah. Um, which is fine because that's. That's all that Ogunjobi's ever been in, mm-hmm. whether, whether in Cleveland or Cincinnati. He's always played in a 4-3. Uh, the Bengals, they got their first offensive lineman for Joe Burrow, signing Bucks guard Alex Kappa, four years, $40 million. A lot of people that don't follow the NFL close enough probably say, who the hell is Alex Kappa? But he's been one of the better guards, uh, and I'm sure he got he has a glowing, um, glowing letter of recommendation from Tom Brady. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is huge for the Bengals because I know when we were talking about the Bucks, I said you know you can kind of live with losing those guards because you have the the center, the the left tackle, the right tackle. But the Bengals, the entire interior offensive line is is bad, <laughs> and it's it, you know, they kind of escaped it the for most of the season, mm-hmm. you know, with that that passing attack, that insane group of wide receivers, and then it finally kind of bit them <laughs> uh, at the end there. Um, so this is huge. This is huge for them. I'm getting a bona fide plug and play guy who you can put next to. Uh, Jonah Williams is gonna be huge. Gonna be huge for Joey B. Yeah, and somehow they still made the Super Bowl 
even with Jeffrey Simmons sacking Dilboro three and a half times in a playoff insane. game. Is insane. He got like sacked nine times, right? In that yeah, game? nine times. Like a total. playoff record. Yeah. Dude. Pray for Joey Burrow. Uh, the Jets also got a guard today. They signed 49ers guard Lakin Tomlinson, three years, $40 million, $27 million guaranteed. Making the transition from 49ers West to 49ers East at, with the Jets and Robert Sala. Mm hmm. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, he already knows the system, yeah. Mike LaFleur's system yep. there in uh, New York. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think there's a great signing. And I think what it actually does is it, I think personally, it really frees them up to be more adaptable with that number four pick because mm-hmm. this, this whole line is pretty good. Now it all kind of hinges on Mackay Becton coming back healthy and being that dude, which is a big if, because, you know, he's a yeah. bigger guy. You wonder if he's going to take a little longer for him to come back. But, I mean, you talk about Elijah Vera Tucker and now Lincoln Tomlinson, um, Morgan Moses, at right tackle, who I think he's a free agent. I don't know if they're going to be able to bring him back. But this is this is an above serviceable O-line, and that's kind of really all you, you need. You can't have like the Bengals did. You can't have, like, liabilities out there. Mm-hmm. But this is a an above-average, two possibly very good O-line if Mackay Becton comes back healthy, which is huge for the development of Zach Wilson. So It's kind of crazy that all – that three of the top two picks from the last two drafts, Joe Burrow in 2020 – Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, number one and two in 2021. All three other teams are doing the exact same thing this offseason. Getting offensive linemen to protect them. Yeah. Who would have thought? Who would have thought O-line would be really important for your development, (laughs) your your young QB? Uh, Back to the Jags. No, actually. Actually, I skipped like two. I don't know how I did that. My eyes just kind of went right to Larry Young and Joby from uh, Christian Kirk. I missed my team. My team's one signing today. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Eagles signing Panthers pass rusher Hassan Reddick. Three years, $45 million, uh, $30 million fully guaranteed. Absolutely love it. The kid comes back home. He's from Camden, and he went to Temple. I remember him at mm-hmm. Temple with Matt Rule. Very mm-hmm. good there. All that he's done in the last two years on one-year deals has put up double-digit sacks. He has 23-and-a-half sacks the last two seasons combined. And Eagles were looking for pass rush help. Not sure if Brandon Graham uh, is still going to be there. They're not going to re-sign Derek Barnett. So they need help. They already re-signed Josh Sweat to an extension this offseason. They're looking to get younger, and they need help on the pass rush. Uh, To get back to where the Eagles had been for the last however many years, top of this yep. league in sacks every year. Yeah, huge signing. And it's one that, just like we talked, I talked about the Jets being able to have more mobility with that number four pick. Everything's on the table. Four picks, 15, 16, and 19. I know we'll get to the, mm-hmm. the mock draft later in the episode, but the Eagles are someone who I consistently taking an edge prospect 
in one of those picks. But now with a bona fide dude in um, Hassan Reddick, you don't necessarily have to force yourself into that pick if you don't like someone who's there, right? right. So this is a big, big move. Yeah, uh, I'm very happy about that signing. Um, see how that works out. And then one of the Jag signings I forgot to mention, which was big. It's another guy that the general public would be like, who in the world is this guy? And he's got a weird name, and I've never heard of him. But he's a former sixth-round pick getting paid. Jag signed Falcons linebacker Foyasade Oluokon. Three years, $45 million, $28 million fully guaranteed. He led the NFL in tackles last year, uh, for Christ's sake. I mean, the guy is just a fantastic story. And the Falcons obviously weren't going to be able to afford him. So. <laughs> yep. Uh, full disclosure, I had no clue who this guy was before today. But <laughs> <laughs> everything that I have subsequently learned from Twitter football, football Twitter, is that this is a good signing. This is, this is a good signing for the Jaguars, and it's good on him for turning that sixth-round selection into into some bank. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, he was. I didn't know too much about him until the the last couple of years when he's really shown out for the Falcons and going to be a good signing. I mean, the, I feel like the Jags have just run through so many linebackers, though. You know, they traded some away, like Joe Schobert. Um, you know, Miles Jack has been a consistent there, but we'll see how he pairs well uh, there with Miles Jack. Okay, so now back to where I was on the list. Skipped over those two. Uh, the Dolphins signing Cowboys wide receiver Cedric Wilson, three years, twenty-two point eight million, uh, twelve and three-quarter million, fully guaranteed. So, they are now going to have uh, a pretty good receiving core there in Miami. Um, I why am I blanking on on people today? Who was the rookie receptions leader? <laughs> Waddle. Jalen Waddle. Yeah. Jalen Waddle. Yep. I knew he was from Alabama. I just I don't I I couldn't get any other Alabama wide receiver out of my head except for Jamison Williams, who's not even in the league yet. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, Waddle, it's weird though, because I mean, I think it's a good deal, but Cedric Wilson is not like the dude. Um, he's a good three though, I think. Yep. Yeah. I think that wide receivers still fully in play for them at 29. And we talked about, you know, some really good guys dropping kind of in that range. Um, one thing that I wish the Dolphins did, they still can, they still have the cap space to do it, is get some established O-linemen. Get, like, a Tehran Armstead, because (laughs) they have been not, they have not been able to draft it. And you just got to sometimes acknowledge the things you're not good at and just get something that's certain. Um, yeah. Because if they roll into next year, even if the weapons have improved, with that O line, it's just going to be bad 
for Tua, and it's going to be bad for um, Mike McDaniel's system. You know, you need some you need some guys who can move um, move D line. So, yeah, yeah, they're very much in that Tron Armstead sweepstakes as well. Like you said, um, apparently some teams don't just give up on a position that they're not very good at drafting, like we've seen with the Vikings. Um, they draft the first-round corner almost every year, and they still can't find the right yeah. ones. <laughs> but yet yet their third-round corner, Cameron Dantzler, has turned out to be a very good find for yep. now XGM Rick Spielman. Um, yep. Taking a pause here, we got the numbers on uh, Chuck Okorafor's deal with the Steelers: three years, twenty-nine and a quarter million, uh, twenty and a half million in the first two years there. So, pretty good, almost ten million dollars per year. What they would have got with Lyle Collins? <laughs> yep. <laughs> like we're saying. Yep. Uh, so, like that deal. He's been pretty good for the Steelers. I'm fine with that. Uh, okay. The, uh, going back to the offensive line, well, Bengals, the other offensive lineman they got today, they signed Patriots center Ted Karras, three years, $18 million. That is a very nice deal for the team, I think, $6 million per year um, for the Bengals. And they get a solid center for Joey B to uh, be behind. Yep, just keep building that interior line. Let's keep. Just keep throwing guys at it. <laughs> uh, the Dolphins also got a running back today. They signed uh, Cardinals running back Chase Edmonds, two years, sixteen and a half million, six point one million guaranteed. And again, like uh, I don't remember who it was on NFL Network today, but uh, one of the reporters on there, she was saying, you know, the Edmonds and the Connor deals. Those are the top of the market for the running backs this this off season. You're not going to see anyone get above that. So good deal for Chase Edmonds, uh, eight and a quarter per year for the next two seasons in Miami. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think he's a decent signing. I think he'll fit well. I think he can kind of fill out that Raheem Mostert role. Um, and it's, I mean, it's fairly cheap. You know, you're not breaking the bank for it, and they have the cap space for it. But I'd still like to see them maybe kind of dip into the, dip into the rookie class, get a, get a bona fide number one guy. Yeah, well, it's weird because they still have some guys there, Miles Gaskin, Salvin Ahmed as well, mm. uh, both still there. So, I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. More than likely, running back by committee, that's what Mike Daniel, Mike McDaniel learned from under Kyle yeah. Shanahan. So. <laughs> uh, the Jags. Now, I thought this was probably the best Jags signing of the day, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, they signed Giants tight end Evan Ingram. One year, $9 million, fully guaranteed. It gives wow. Trevor Lawrence another guy, and a guy in the middle of the field if he can play the whole season, that is. And I'm surpri- I was surprised it was fully guaranteed, too. Yeah. yeah, I missed that one. I didn't know that they had brought him in. I think that's a great signing, too. I think he's a guy who... I think he's a guy who could benefit from a change of scenery, you know? Yeah. Um, didn't really work out in 
New York. Um, but I mean, he's talented. You can't deny the talent, and there is there's something there. And if they can tap into it, it's a good signing. Um, another break in the uh, free agency deals here to get a re-signing. Don't have the numbers on it yet. Cowboys are bringing back Demarcus Lawrence. Huge, huge <laughs> for them. Yep. Uh, the Titans, they signed Seahawks offensive lineman Demarco Jones, two years, five and three quarter million, uh, three point one five million guaranteed. He's a. Yeah, it's, it's like a it's like a man signing. Yeah, yeah, Peach. It's just like whatever. It's fine. I mean, I think you know Ben Jones re-signing was was big for them, but no, Marco Jones. I I don't know. <laughs> the contract reflects that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and the big one one of the big deals today. Everyone's talking about it because he's a quarterback. The Steelers. Got their guy signing Bills quarterback Mitchell Trubisky uh, to a two-year deal. I didn't see the numbers on that yet. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm, you know, I'm happy uh, about it. I still think they, they're going to get a guy at 20. But um, it's a guy that will fit what Matt Canada wants to do in having a movable quarterback. Um, which I think is why they didn't go after Jameis Winston. Because I did think that Jameis Winston would have been very good for the Steelers passing attack-wise. But, especially coming off a torn ACL, I think they were questioning Winston's mobility. Yeah, I kind of like the signing. What I like about it is that it is it's really embracing kind of, all right, we're going to bring in some young pieces to try and really take over for big Ben. We're not doing any stop gaps. We're not doing, we're going to see if Trubisky can be the guy. We're going to draft a guy at 20, probably to develop under him in case he's not the guy. And then Dwayne Haskins, Mason Rudolph can duke it out for that last spot. And I think, I think it's a good, a good thing to do because I mean, how much of a, how much is Jimmy G going to be able to? We we talked about this with the Colts. You know, how are you really going to be able to compete in against some of these bigger, you know, quarterbacks with a guy like Jimmy G? So, I think yeah, I think it's a good signing. Yeah, and I think I think just like Winston in New Orleans, I think. Trubisky learned a lot in his one season in Buffalo mm-hmm. um, from Josh Allen and Brian Dayball and everyone else. Um, and he's going to get that same level of offensive coaching with Pittsburgh, especially Mike Tomlin. And uh, I love Matt Canada. Um, absolutely was uh, ecstatic about that uh, when they – Promoted him from QB coach to OC last year. Uh, we have the numbers on the Demarcus Lawrence signing, and I am just shocked about these numbers. Three years, thirty million, fully guaranteed. That's it. That's all. I was like, what? 
He took a hometown deal. Uh, Man. Was... Good for Dallas. <laughs> but it's That's fully huge. it's fully guaranteed. Um, which Field Yates mentioned he is now the first ever uh, defensive end to have seven straight years of fully guaranteed contracts. Yeah, I mean, I you still do that, I think. I mean, how old is Demarcus Lawrence? I'm pretty sure he's not 30 yet. Yeah. 29. Yeah. And he doesn't show really any signs of stopping. That's big. That's big for them. Yeah. I wish he wouldn't have done that, but that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We still have we still have our tackles. Okay. Yep. Yeah, your old line's fine. You know, hold <laughs> up. It'll be fine. <laughs> well, our tackles are fine. All right. <laughs> we need to find some guards. <laughs> um, speaking of... Actually, no, we're not going to go there yet. The uh, Bills, they signed Commander's defensive tackle Tim Settle to a two-year deal. Um, he's a guy that's been just flying under the radar in Washington because everyone talks about everyone else. You know? You got uh, Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Matt Ioannidis, Deron Payne, and then there's Tim Settle. (laughs) So, I think it's a good signing for the Bills. They needed some defensive line help, especially interior defensive line, and I I think they're going to get good value there pending the numbers coming out. Yeah, I think that's a guy who can, you know, kind of boom if he's kind of given more snaps, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially um, beside a guy that I am blanking once again, you know. <laughs> yeah, I can't, th- I can't think of either. <laughs> uh, I just want to know, so I'm... Just gonna check their depth chart real quick. So many names, so many names to keep track of. It's crazy. Ed Oliver, that's the guy. Ed Oliver. Uh, yep. Um. They also have Harrison Phillips as a free agent, I believe. So, wait to see if they bring him back or not. Uh, yeah. I'm surprised I haven't heard any numbers on this. Uh, but the Jags, two more signings here for them. The first one, massive for Trevor Lawrence. Signing Commander's guard Brandon Sheriff. Uh, again, I'm very surprised I haven't heard the numbers on his contract, or maybe I missed them. But I'm sure they're pretty big, considering he was the marquee guard, I think, on the market this offseason. So... Yeah, more more protection for Trevor Lawrence there, Jacksonville. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's big. And I think I saw a tweet and it said this really puts kind of the Cam Robinson tag into um into proper context because I think Scherf is a guy who had left guard. He's gonna help elevate the play of Cam Robinson. It's kind of inconsistent. Um that's a guy again, another guy who's gonna lift the floor that old line for you so mm-hmm. big day big day for trevor lawrence and we'll see where they go in the draft and i think i do think though that this probably locks in aiden hutchinson at number one i'd be shocked if they double dipped and they went 
Yakima Kwanu or uh, Evan yeah. Neal there, but maybe, maybe. Yeah, this is a sad day for my future bets. Um, I, <laughs> for the value at six to one, I was like, why not put ten dollars on Equanu to go number one? It's pretty decent value, ten dollars to win sixty. Why not? Maybe I should have waited, but it's okay. It was looking like it for a hot minute, too. <laughs> he was picking out some traction there for a few weeks. Uh, going back to the my thought about Teron Armstead to the Jags, Mike Gesicki is the only franchise-tagged person to sign his tag right now, which he just did that today. So if the Jags can get a deal done with Teron Armstead, it'd be very interesting to see if they rescind that franchise tag from Cam Robinson and let him go. Yeah. I don't know. Can you? Is that a thing you can do? Can you do yeah. that? I guess, yeah. If he doesn't... Remember the, the Panthers a couple years ago um, yeah. with Josh Norman? That's right. They rescinded his franchise tag because he didn't sign it. So... It's very until they sign it. Very, it's, yeah, I'm very just interesting. Cam uh, Robinson might want to put pen to paper on that one real quick. Cause. Oh yeah, <laughs> if I were him, I mean, considering how he's played, I thought it was just right. a godsend for him to get a second tag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the Jags also signed another interesting name today. The they signed Jets defensive tackle Folarunso Fatukasi. Uh, or Foley is a nickname. Uh, he was a up-and-coming young defensive stud for the Jets this past season and looks to help out the Jags' defense this year. I don't have any yeah. length or numbers on him mm-hmm. in terms of deal. Yeah, they got to attack that IDL spot. And yeah, assuming they get a guy to pair with uh, Josh Allen on the other opposite edge spot, then... Looking like a decent D line there. Um, and then two final ones here. Again, don't have any numbers on these deals, but the Bills they signed Titans guard Roger Saffold, so more protection for Josh Allen. I thought that was a very good signing for the Buffalo Bills today. Um, I thought it was weird that Saffold got. I think he got released. I don't think he was a free agent to start. From mm-hmm. the Titans, um, but he's a Pro Bowl guard. I mean, yep, yeah. It's uh, that's another thing that was huge uh, for the Bills. More, more interior line. Uh, it's important, and especially in an era where a lot of defenses just are trying to do simulated pressures, stunts, games, mm-hmm. twists. Um, you know, the name of the game is starting to become can you generate interior pressure? So interior O-line position where that's been kind of devalued in the past, I think it's something that trends I think are going to be, and you're seeing it in this, this free agent uh, group, these interior linemen getting these deals. Mm-hmm. So big, big for the Bills. Yeah, and I also think... It's going to up Devin Singletary as well because we saw how he came on down the stretch last year for them. And Saffold coming from that Titans uh, 
run game, you know, mm-hmm. he knows how to run block. So, Can you imagine? Can you imagine Morris. if they became like a super well balanced offense and just? I mean, why not? They already have the running yeah. ability of Josh Allen. Yep. Which again, Josh Allen is the kind of running quarterback that I like. Lamar Jackson is not. Well, <laughs> Lamar Jackson is the skinny. Too, yeah. Exactly. I like yeah. the Josh Allen, Cam Newton yeah. type of running mm-hmm. quarterbacks. Big, 240 to 260 pounds, muscular. Yep. Not the Lamar Jacksons where you're 190 to 215 pounds and yeah. you're, you know, you don't do leg yeah. day. If you look at Lamar Jackson's calves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When, when people tackle Josh Allen, the tackler's getting hurt. He's yeah. coming dinged up. It's, yeah. Um, and then one final signing here. Uh, Tua has a new backup in Miami. Dolphins continued their work signing Broncos quarterback Teddy Bridgewater. So, I mean, Teddy continues to get jobs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I like that or not. I was, I was kind of fine with Jacoby Reset. I mean, he had a he had a nice role being their short yardage quarterback. Is he still there? Is he still on the roster? I think he's a free agent. Okay, so they they replaced Jacoby with Teddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know it's going to be interesting next year because I don't I don't think I like the signing because. And, I mean, I'm not one to advocate for coddling a player, right? But two has kind of had it rough the, the last couple of years. Um, you know, no line. His first year, they really didn't have any weapons. He's got Jalen Waddle, but still. You know, I forgot. You know, they have Will Fuller coming back now, too. Did they re-sign Fuller? I didn't know if he was a free. I didn't know he was a free agent. I think he's a. I think he's a free. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. I'll have to look at that. But maybe. this, this, I feel like this puts a little bit of pressure on him. You know, if he comes out first three weeks, struggling. I mean, how long is it until you start hearing, "Hey, maybe we need to switch to Teddy Two Gloves." You know, I, I don't know. We'll I see. Don't know. <laughs> Teddy's been so bad though <laughs> the last couple of years with Carolina yeah. and the Broncos. I don't, I don't know. I don't think there's too much pressure on Tua from him, anyways. Uh, I think there's a lot more pressure when Fitzpatrick was there. Uh, yeah, but that's because Fitzmagic was doing his Fitzmagic thing. Yeah, he's cooking. Um, interesting note from Field Yates on Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, when his new deal expires, Demarcus Lawrence will have earned over $130 million from the Cowboys. <laughs> so, nugget there. Okay. I haven't, heard, I haven't gotten any more new signings, so we're finally going to move on to the mock drafts. Uh, so we're doing the Eagles and Chargers today. Eagles in the first round, 15 from the Dolphins in their the Dolphins trade-up. Last year to th- uh, three, the uh, or to yeah three, and then uh, they got the number sixteen from the Colts in the Carson Wentz trade, uh, and then they own their own nineteenth overall. They also own their own second round pick, number fifty one, and third round eighty third. Uh, the Chargers have number seventeen overall. They traded the second round pick this year to the Bears for Khalil Mack. 
And their third round selection is number 79. So. Um, okay. Oh, okay. Before we get to this, we got some new deals. <laughs> uh, the, the former, I guess he was with the Vikings last year, but he's with the Cardinals before that. Cardinals and Vikings center. Mason Cole going to the Steelers on a three-year deal. Added interior presence for them. I like that. He's going to be their swing guy, I think. Center guard flexibility there behind Kendrick Green, who I was impressed with as a rookie this past year. Yeah. Yeah, I liked him coming out of Illinois. Um, And then the bigger news, though. Again, I wish Chris was here. His Jets are getting stuff done. Zach Wilson has a new weapon. It is Bengals tight end CJ Uzama. Wow. Three years, three years, twenty-four million there for the Jets. I like it. Yeah, that is that's a good signing right there. Mike. McCoy. Yeah, Uzama was solid. Four. He's been solid, and then they don't have to feel the pressure of drafting a tight end because drafting a tight end is a crapshoot, man. You don't. That's what, literally, when we were doing the Jets, like, every time, we're like, oh, yeah, they drafted a tight end. There you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, let's get this thing going here. So, the Jags go Aiden Hutchinson, Kyle Hamilton to the Lions, Evan Neal to the Texans, Ikem Ikwanu for the Jets, Trayvon Walker for the Giants, Kayvon Thibodeau to the Panthers, Charles Cross for the Giants. Uh, Jermaine Johnson for the Falcons, Derek Stingley for the Seahawks, Samad Gardner for the Jets, Jamison Williams to the Commanders, Trent McDuffie for the Vikings, David Ojabo for the Browns, Andrew Booth for the Ravens. So the first pick for the Eagles here. Don't really have to be too selective. Uh, Draft Network has their number one need is Edge. I think we can kind of nix that with the Reddick signing. Um, That's the only thing with this. I never know if they have gotten all the players and signings in yet to fix their team needs or not. It kind of sounded, seems like it for some of the other teams. Um, But the Eagles, I don't think we need edge, especially at the first pick. Um, I want to go wide receiver, but... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I would definitely go wide receiver with one of those one of those two. Yeah, and I think Garrett Wilson, um, as much as I love Drake London, I don't know. It just feels like Garrett Wilson is, is the right pick right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be two elite separators for Jalen Hurts. That would be – that offense could be really fun. Okay, so Garrett Wilson, first pick for the Eagles, back at 16 now. Um, yeah, corner. They also need safety, but definitely not any safeties here. It uh, doesn't look like there's any corners, really. Kyrie Elam is the next one. So, and I don't know. People have been saying interior offensive line. I guess, yeah, because... Kelsey's only on a one-year deal, and we don't need – a lot of people have had Linderbaum going to the Eagles. I don't think that needs to happen because I think Dickerson's going to slide over to center 
when Kelsey retires that's, next that's year? That's exactly been my thought. So many people have been mocking Linderbaum to the Eagles, and I'm just like, that's that's kind of what you drafted Dickerson for last year. Yeah. But. So maybe we do need to go guard. And um, Zion Johnson is sitting there, but maybe we can wait till 19. I don't think the Chargers or Saints are going to mm. draft him. Yeah. So then it's like, what do we do? <laughs> I mean, a lot of interior defensive line available. Trevor Penning's there. We don't need a tackle. Don't need a quarterback. We can go edge, though. I mean, they can always use more edge rushers in case Sweater uh, Reddick doesn't work out. Because otherwise, I don't see any players that, except for that guy, <laughs> which I absolutely... I I love the linebackers, Nicobe Dean or Devin Lloyd, one of them to the Eagles. So maybe I think mm-hmm. I think Nicobe. I want to go Nicobe here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Either of those guys you can't go wrong with. Yeah, and the thing is, the Eagles never freaking draft yeah. linebackers, and it pisses me off every year because yep. we, at the Andy Reid Eagles, I mean, we had such great linebackers, and it's just been like downhill trend for the Eagles ever since Andy Reid left. Yeah, Kobe Dean and Fletcher Cox in the same defense would bring <laughs> unparalleled levels of leadership to that to that group. That'd be fun. As much as I love Alex Singleton and the uh, the value that Howie Roseman got from bringing him in from the CFL, <clears throat> major talent upgrade with Kobe Dean. <clears throat> so, the Kobe Dean at fifteen, Chargers at seventeen. Jordan Davis has to be. Right? I mean, yeah. everyone's mocking him. Lock it in. And yep. even with the signings that they've had, they still need interior defensive line. Yeah. So Jordan Davis. Yeah. The thing with Jordan Davis is great because he's, he's just going to automatically take two offensive linemen with him, right? <laughs> so then Bosa, Bosa and Khalil Mack, they're going to be one-on-ones. Yeah. Just you lock that in. Lock that in. Okay, the Saints, and they go Malik Willis. Okay, so the first quarterback is off the board. It took 18 picks to get the quarterbacks off, first one off the board. So now we can go back to what we were originally talking about and think Zion Johnson here, uh, get a guard. Or, I mean, I think it's definitely between Karloftis and Johnson. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think the Reddick signing probably then sways it to Johnson. Even though I do like George Karloftis, but Alright. Let's go Johnson for the Eagles there. Steelers, why? Why do you do this to me? Take Kenny Pickett at twenty. God. <laughs> but they go Trevor Penning in in this mock. Uh Kyer Elam to the Patriots, Tyler Linderbaum for the Raiders, George Karloftis. I don't know why. Karloftis to the Cardinals just feels right. Mm-hmm. It does. Devontae Wyatt for the Cowboys, Drake London for the Bills, Traylon Burks, wide receiver run here, to the Titans, uh, Chris Olave for the Bucks, Perry and Winfrey to the Packers, uh, Devin Lloyd to the Dolphins, Jahan Dotson for the Chiefs, Kyler Gordon for the Bengals, there's Kenny Pickett to the Lions, I don't like that, <laughs> Christian Watson for the Jags, Cam Thomas for the Lions, Daxton Hill for the Jets, the Draft Network has the Giants drafting a quarterback almost every time we do this. It's, really? Yeah, it's crazy. Scandalous. 
Desmond Ritter to the Giants here. Uh, Jaquan Brisker for the Texans. Boye Mafe for the Jets. Kenyon Green for the Bears. Matt Corral, there's the Seahawks getting a quarterback. <laughs> Future. Uh, Daniel Fa'alele to the Seahawks as well. Sam Howell, the Colts get theirs. For the Colts there. Lewis Seen for the Falcons. Stays in Georgia. Uh, Christian Harris for the Browns. Kenneth Walker to the Ravens. DeMarvin Leal for the Vikings. Jalen Petrie for the Commanders. Tariq Woolen for the Bears. Sky Moore for the um, Saints. And Isaiah Spiller for the Dolphins. So the Eagles back up at 51 here. And... Are we at the top here? Okay, there's the top of the board. Dang, we could have got some interior line here. But now I think we keep a guy in state. Arnold Ebicady, um, out of Penn State. Absolutely love him. There is a corner here. We do need corners and safeties. But there's not any, they already took all of three of the top safeties there. But I don't know. I, I just feel like Ebicady... Is the guy at this point. Yeah. You can never have too many edge rushers. That is uh, Howie Roseman's mantra. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Arnold Abacady, again, I, I get mad every time that the Eagles or Steelers don't draft Penn State players. I, they, they never seem to. It's crazy. Uh, I guess they have more recently, but the Eagles drafting Miles Sanders, the Steelers... Um, drafting Friermuth, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It used to be like they never drafted Penn State guys. I was like, "What are you? Why? Like draft guys yeah. in your state that are good?" Yep. Yeah. yeah, I know. I remember when I lost it when we didn't take TJ Watt. I uh, <laughs> dude, when TJ got drafted by the Steelers, I knew he was he was going to be a beast. Absolutely yep. loved that selection. Okay, yeah. so Evicady for the Eagles here at fifty one. Uh, Sean Ryan to the Steelers, Roger McCreary to the Raiders, Kirby Joseph for the Patriots, Brees Hall for the Cards, Logan Hall um, for the Cowboys, Tyler Smith for the Bills, Bernard Raymond, the Falcons, George Pickens. There you go. Rodgers got a receiver. <laughs> uh, Nicholas petit Frere for the Bucks, Darian Kendrick for the Niners, Damari Mathis to the Chiefs, Jamari Salyer for the Bengals, Mario Goodrich. Broncos, Chad Muma, that's a good pick for the Jags. Damone Clark, linebacker run. Damone Clark for the Lions. Brian Osamoa to the Giants. Josh Paschal, Texans. Dylan Parham for the Jets. Darian Kennard for the Jags. Abraham Lucas, Bears. John Mechie to the Seahawks. David Bell for the Colts. Calvin Austin to the Falcons. Leo Chennault to the Broncos. Travis Jones for the Ravens. Carson Strong, Vikings get a new quarterback. And Fidarian Mathis. The Browns. Chargers back up here. Um, so we got them. Jordan Davis. I agree. Linebacker. Uh, actually, they, they say offensive tackle. Actually, a tight end. Jared Cook's on the last year of his deal. He's 35 years old. And you have the top two tight ends available here. I know it's Probably not the top need. They say it's the fourth biggest need on Draft Network, but I don't know. I'm just, you know, why not add to the already loaded offense? 
Yeah. Yeah, I like giving him another weapon. And at this point, it's like you either get a top tight end or you get like the 20th wide receiver. So I, I like that. I like that having a plan in place to move on from Jared Cook. Yeah, and you know what's crazy about the Chargers is that they just signed Giants defensive tackle Austin Johnson. Wow. So, I mean, extra extra beef with uh, yeah. Jordan Davis there as well. Uh, but, yeah, in this instance, I like Trey McBride over Isaiah Likely. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's the consensus number one tight end, even though they have Likely one spot above him here. Yeah, I like both players, um, but yeah, I think McBride's probably more of a complete mm-hmm. prospect. I agree, definitely. Likely, probably better pass catcher. Mm. And, uh, but yeah, McBride, really good at blocking as well. And he's the Mackey Award winner, so. Yeah, he was like their entire offense at Colorado State. It was crazy. His numbers are insane. <laughs> Okay, uh, Alante Taylor for the Texans. There's Isaiah Likely filling Evan Ingram's shoes for New York. Uh, Drake Jackson for the Colts, back with the Eagles. Back, before we get to the Eagles pick, the tight end, I was probably along with the other Georgia Bulldogs, very pissed off that Brock Bowers wasn't even a finalist for the Mackey Award this year, even as a freshman. He was the best tight end in college football. I mean, 10 touchdowns. That dude's insane. That guy's insane. Him, him and dude from dude from Notre Dame, Mike Michael, Mike My- Meyer, Mike right? Mayer, Mike Mayer, Mike yeah. Mayer, yeah. Nuts. They're gonna be the next oh, generational yeah. tight ends to be coming out. I think. I think Meyer's eligible next year, right? And then Bowers is eligible two years. That's the thing I hate about freshman standouts. Like, bro, we gotta wait two more years <laughs> until we yeah. see him in the league. Dude, he could play now. Yeah. He totally could play now. Okay, so the Eagles, we still need a corner, which is we, – we probably screwed ourselves here. Uh, Marcus Jones is the top one. I don't have an issue with reaching because I, I love Marcus Jones. Brings added return value as well. Was a spectacular mm-hmm. kick and punt returner at Houston this year. Um, probably – I don't have the rest of the guys in my head that were really good returners this year, but every time I we covered a Houston game, it was Marcus Jones taking a kick or punt to the house. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I, I'm fine with reaching a couple spots yeah. here. Yeah. I think there's actually pretty good value here for Marcus Jones, especially because of his positional versatility. Yeah. Okay. So the Eagles, and we don't have any more picks. So Zachary Carter to the Steelers, Nick Benito for the Patriots, Jalen Tolber for the Raiders, Josh Williams for the Cards, Nick Cross for the Cowboys, Kingsley Anikbare for the Bills, Jalen Weidermeyer for the Titans, Greg Dulcich to the Bucks, Sam Williams for the Packers, Tyreek Smith for the Niners, Darian Beavers to the Chiefs, Rasheed Walker for the Bengals, Uh, Majai Sanders for the Broncos, Kyle Phillips to the Lions, Wandale Robinson for the Browns, Ed Ingram for the Ravens, Cordell Volson, the Saints, Khalil Shakir for the Dolphins. Love that pick. Mm-hmm. Cam Taylor-Britt for the Chiefs, and Andrew Stuber 
for the Rams. Again, that's probably not, I would assume that's not going to be the pick for the Rams. Even though technically, I that's what I always find funny too about this simulator, is that they input the projected compensatory picks already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so we always have these extra ones down here at the end, but it's fine. I mean, the Rams is guaranteed because there's yeah. just the uh, Brad Holmes compensatory selection. Um, so our picks for the Eagles and Chargers. Eagles at 15, Garrett Wilson, Ohio State wide receiver, 16, linebacker Nicobe Dean from Georgia. Charters at 17, go Jordan Davis, interior defensive line from Georgia. Eagles at 19, go interior offensive line, Zion Johnson, Boston College. Eagles at 51, Arnold Abicady, edge from Penn State. 79, Charters go Trey McBride, tight end of the Colorado State. And then 83, Eagles, Marcus Jones, corner out of Houston. I really love the draft. I, I I think it's a really good one right now, right here, for both teams. Yep, I like the whole. The good thing about you and about being an Eagles fan is that, not to jinx it, right, knock on wood, but <laughs> it's going to be hard to to miss on this. When you got – they got four picks, right, in the top 60. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's huge. Good, good job by Howie Roseman there. Flipping that for flipping once for some good, good draft capital. Yeah, and the maneuvering they did last year, moving back with with the Dolphins, and uh, you know, then they moved up to get Devontae Smith with the third rounder that they got in the Carson Wentz deal. Right. Um, so that was. Yeah, Howie Roseman. And still I, got it. Yeah, I, I still love, got a wide receiver prospect who's elite. Yeah, I absolutely love Howie Roseman. He is, especially when you compare the Wentz deal from with Washington to the Wentz deal that they got. I mean, I said this last show, I think, and you just got to give Howie Roseman the GM of the Year award already. Yeah, <laughs> just based off that. Yep. those two trades. <laughs> yeah, highway robbery. Um. Before we get to the last slide here, I uh, have another deal. Um, I mentioned him earlier. Uh, Colts offensive lineman Mark Lewinsky has signed with the Giants. Three years, $20 million, $11.4 million fully guaranteed there. Added protection for Daniel Jones as well. They need it. Okay, so next week... Uh, we will not have a Friday show. I will be in Panama City Beach, and I am not doing a show from Panama City Beach. Uh, so we won't have a show until next Monday, which is going to be like a six-hour show because we're going to have to talk about all the free agent signings. So <laughs> buckle up for next Monday. Um, but, yeah, we will be talking free agency as well as hopefully a Deshaun Watson trade happens within the next week. Um, and then we will also be continuing our mock draft series. Numbers 18 with the Saints and 20 with the Steelers as well. We don't even really got to do the Steelers mock draft at 20 because we're going to take Kenny Pickett. Hopefully he's there. I Again, I don't think that uh, – I don't think that any – with the Washington trade, there's – I mean, now it, it brings into the Colts and Seahawks, but I just don't think either of those two are going to draft quarterback this year. 
at yeah. least in the first round. I think there's a good chance someone good is going to be there at 20. Someone intrigues me, at least. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that is the show for today. Thank you, Logan, for coming on. Uh, look forward to seeing you on the show more in the future. Uh, Thanks for having me, man. <laughs> don't forget to follow us on all our social media at FAA Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. FAAPodcast.com is our website. You can check us out here on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, etc. Thanks again, and we will see you back on Monday. <laughs> Sounds good, man.